Hello everyone and welcome to Movies of Darkness. I'm Frozen Fallout and today Motor Rory and I will be watching John Wick. Moto, what can our listeners expect? Well, Frozen, uh, we'll, we'll be watching John Wick and trying to interpret the events in the story from the perspective of the World of Darkness role-playing games. Uh, if people would like to watch along, they can go ahead and hit play now. Uh, the main thing that we will be doing is trying to explain how the events on screen would be interpreted according to if they happened in a session of a World of Darkness game. Uh, for example, we might say that a certain event would require a role of some sort, or if we encounter a character, we can speculate on what supernatural they might be and what powers they might have. Uh, and also, while we watch, we'll be filling out a character sheet for John Wick. Uh, now, if you're watching with us, the credits are just opening, and it says Thunder Road Pictures Presents. Yeah, so yeah, we're just going to kind of kind of go over all the different kind of stuff here. We've got a character sheet kind of set up. Of course, we're definitely, um, you know, right now it's completely blank. We haven't put anything down. And what I think what we're going to do is when we see John Wick do something, I'm going to be like, hey, that looks that that's a strength of three right there at the very least. Um, you know, so we're okay, going to be so, able to fill out some of this stuff. Um, so so Jeff, his car just ran into a concrete thing. Does he need to roll for that? Um, I would say he's got some drive at least. Uh, I mean, that doesn't look very good for his drive, um, right now. Um, so I okay. think, so we're, we're at least going to say he, he drives, um, he's walking around with what looks to be a bullet wound. So, um, all right. What would you put his health levels at right now? Um, so health levels, I would say we probably at mauled. He looks pretty mauled right now. Oh man, I'd put him at crippled. He's he's pretty close to death. You think you think uh yeah. Yeah, he looks like he's not he's he's not having a great day. Minus fives might be might be right now, there. Yeah. He he's watching a video of uh his wife on his phone. He might be regaining willpower in order to spend in order to act. Uh and for those of you wondering why it started like this, yes, at the beginning of John Wick, there is a, uh, it's like a cold open, which yeah. is... It puts you like right again. into the middle of the, the whole thing. And now he's waking up, he just hit his his, his alarm, he's, he's all sleepy. But yeah, I, th I think, I think, I wanted to say there was something about that watching of the video, I feel like he was doing stuff. He was trying to keep himself um, awake and and... You know, I think movie-wise, there might be a lot of other reasons, but translating into the world of darkness, I could see uh, willpower regaining, like you said, or even low-level, um, you know, magic of trying trying to uh, heal oneself. Um, yeah, and in fact, during this movie, uh, one of the things that I want to bring up from time to time is uh, theories on what gives John Wick willpower back. Uh, so I'm thinking... The, the video of his wife is definitely one of them. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Um, right, this so is kind there's... of a crazy scene where it's like kind of doing the back story of his uh, wife dying. Well, she was assassinated, right? Uh, no, no, she died of natural causes as far as I know. Although, uh, let's just admit that everybody that's watching this has watched John Wick before. Um, one of my theories about John Wick 
is that he has a death resonance and his wife died because of it. Oh yeah. Uh, kind of the, the idea that people or animals that he gets close to, uh, either need to embrace the death resonance or succumb to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting take on that. Um, yeah. Heavy, heavy amount oh. of, I don't know if you caught that, but he gave her that bracelet. If she becomes a wraith in the world of darkness mythos, that would be a fetter. Yeah, that would definitely be a fetter. I could also see that possibly being a magical artifact that he gave her, but going off of that death resonance thing, maybe, you know, is designed to protect her from, you know, assassins, but didn't protect her, you know, and caused cancer, you know, whatever natural cause that she had. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure if it's important, but there was definitely a Catholic priest at the, the funeral. I, I don't think religion comes up much in this movie. Um, a little You're bit. You're in the mythos as much. Um, but yeah, they definitely want to just make sure that we are going to throw out spoiler alerts. Um, because, yeah, if, you, if you're watching, we're going to assume that you're that you've watched you know at least one run through before kind of listening to us jabber on about this well maybe you're watching alongside with us um i i invite somebody to send us a message and complain about spoiling this movie yeah no definitely that's uh, (laughs) a it's a perfectly reasonable thing to do uh, but yeah, I think I definitely agree that uh, there's not a lot of a religion in, in this, but there is a little bit because um, there is the church that's holding all the money. Um, you know, there's the, yeah. the, the, the debt, you know, the um, funeral scene here. Um, yeah, I, th- I think the, re- the reason I say there's not much religion, uh, at least concerning the, the church scene later, is that it's mobsters using a church as a front. Yes. Yeah. It's like not, they, they it, completely disregard. Um, so that. really quick, I just now, want to say, I really liked that guy, the, the, the character that they introduced there. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but. Oh, you should turn on subtitles. It's Marcus. Oh yeah. I played, should... played by the amazing Willem Dafoe. I don't know why I don't have subtitles on. There we go. That would normally have subtitles on all the time. Yeah. So in that brief scene where there's like uh, the the kind of get together after the fact of a funeral, one of the things that I find interesting is that every single one of those people that's there is his dead wife's friends. Right. Not his friends. None of them. He has no friends. Yeah. Just that one dude that he talked to. I, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's it's like any other marriage. You get to know your your wife's friends. Uh so I would also say that this puppy could be a fetter as well, even even though it came about, bef- you know, after um, her death. Um, I still think that this dog could have a super strong connection to her through him. Uh, you mean it would be one of her fetters? Yes. As a wraith? Yep. Yeah, I would agree. Because she, she basically... As she was dying, she set this up, which is something that always confused me uh, in, in the previous times I've watched this. I wasn't paying that much of attention. And I'm like, how did he get the dog again? Like, <laughs> anyway. Um, so anyway, I, th- I think this is a good time for me 
to put out my theory. Uh, even though we don't know that John Wick is an assassin yet, and we haven't seen the gold coins, this is a good time for me to, to throw out this theory. Uh, the society of assassins that he belongs to has contact beyond the Shroud. And I think uh, the reason I bring it up now is I think that a lot of the things in this movie, you instead of explaining it with Mage, which is, I think, the, the main way we're going to explain things, I think a lot of it can be explained with wraiths using their wraithly powers from across the Shroud to affect the land of the living. Oh wow, that's an interesting take that uh, I didn't even I didn't even think about until you just mentioned it just now. Actually, you didn't even you didn't even prep me for this at all. So yeah, it, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I like I, that I, idea. I developed um, my theory a little bit more recently. Interesting. Um, so I'll give you my my oh. overarching view then, um, the way that I'm going to try and and explain and and kind of view these, and that's kind of what we're going to work with the the character sheet, I think, because um, we're in a mage character sheet here. But I like the idea of you kind of explaining it in a wraith kind of point of view, and I I explain it in a mage kind of point of view. Um, so my my take on this is that there this is a bunch of euthanatos um, assassins basically. Uh, okay. And this is where I would say, uh, because this is after the Avatar storm. Um, this is, you know, yeah. you know, during possibly an Avatar storm. So I would say that most people are not that powerful and stuff like that. John Wick necessarily might have like up to an Avatar of maybe four or something like that, but he wouldn't have like an extremely. And most things around, you know, are not showing extreme powers and they also don't know you know exactly like john wick wouldn't have a full understanding of what kind you know what a mage is and, and what euthanatos are to a certain degree because of the chaos that happens after is is my kind of explanation of yeah, how you, you kind you're, of you're saying that that he might be awakened but he doesn't necessarily know about other mages or vampires he just he is so inside his own paradigm that it's just kind of uh right and the paradigm of that. that the teachings of the thanatos and stuff like that um you know i guess to a certain degree he would have been around during the very beginnings you know um or during the um before the avatar storm i guess he would have because what when does this take what what is the year yeah. that this takes place in uh, this came out in 2014. I don't know if it's supposed to happen in any specific year. All um, right, so but let's go off the the basis that this is 2014. So, you know, oh, I feel like uh, not... gas prices. Oh yeah, what what are they? Uh, they uh, between 350 and four oh, in yeah. uh, the New Jersey area, and that as um, I was in that area in that era, and there there was a brief period of time where gas prices got up to around five. Uh, anyway, so part of my theory here, this meeting that is about to happen was orchestrated yes. by the, the, the wraithly peop, uh, the wraithly entities who want John wick back mm. in the fold, right? Yep. His wife dies. His wife sends him a puppy. They've never had a pet before. <laughs> 
the people who dropped off the puppy didn't leave dog food. That's why he left the house. That's why he's at this gas station. Interesting. It's always bothered me. Why didn't they leave dog food? They're a company that drops off dogs. See, and this is, and my, my explanation too would be that I would, I would agree with that. Um, only I would use the euthanatos as being the ones kind of trying to get them back into everything and orchestrating this. Um, so I kind of been painting the euthanatos almost as kind of the, the bad guys, um, in this, uh, scenario here. And you are, uh, he just, he just spoke Russian. Yes. So linguistics is not on the sheet. Oh, um, but there is extra knowledges, um, so we can we can just add yeah, in. Why don't, why don't you put that? In. All right. This part also bothers me. Uh, that dog is based on the continuity of this film. Is still in that car. So this is where I was going to argue. That everybody was, you know, I would say that a lot of people would would argue that this is him committing suicide or doing something, you know, like that he was going to kill himself here, um, which is very, very likely. Um, I, I agree with that. But I would argue this could also be some kind of crazy spell that he's trying to do. Uh, yeah, some sort of uh, procedure. Um, because the other the other way to interpret him is as a a technocrat. Yes. Um, which I think I did for a long time. Uh, and in fact, it still kind of works even with my theory. And I would say that uh, even, even with the Thanatos, he's still, he's not very much like you, John Wick wouldn't open a portal by cutting open, you know, space, the space time continuum. John Wick, you know, doesn't, he doesn't do a lot of things that would give him abilities per se. Um, oh yeah, and we definitely want to raise his drive up to to four there, and I think that's a good little dexterity yeah, I'm, I'm, um, show there, and we'll get his dex up to four, I think, for that. Um, so, right. but I I, th- I don't think that he does anything vulgar um, at all, even, uh, correct. even te- yeah. techni- technocratically. I don't think he's he's a he's he's not a vulgar mage in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, like, he he, he can't do vulgar magic. Um, all right, so one of the things that I've always wondered is how do they get such uh, like a leg up on John Wick? He's in his own house. He, now, he wasn't expecting it, but here's, here's my other theory here. Guns are his focus. So without his guns or his, like, his accoutrement are his foci, right? So even if he has... God, I just died. I fucking hate that. Like this, this is pisses me off. I just want to beat it. Like I completely agree with him. Hunt them all down, kill them all, fuck them. They, yeah, they're pieces of shit. Now, one thing that I was going to say was, um, I was going to, you know, I I also was baffled about how did they catch him? How did they breach his security without him knowing? Um, and one of the things that you know I kind of go back to is, um. I like a lot of the idea of this is being tied to, to the Wraith world and stuff like that, um, is that he was doing some like powerful magics 
that you know were beyond normally what he would do they don't and i i go to a lot of like there's some stuff that might happen off screen that we don't get to see we don't get to understand but he could have basically spent himself completely that night at the very least i mean we do know even if you go all the way to normal he is expended at that point i am surprised though that they got through his uh security measures uh well i mean he had left the life uh theoretically the only thing that's left in his house from that that time is what we're about to see which is the stuff in the basement uh the thing that i'm gonna you know bring up uh first of all he's been up all night uh but he he spent time with the dog's body and like when i was watching this earlier uh in preparation for this i was just like why is he spending time with the dog's body i think it has something to do with regaining willpower I agree. Yeah, uh, or possibly a euthanatoic, uh, you know, procedure, some sort of procedure, or yeah, some sort or, of or magic. ritual. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, let's let's start. I am going to put that as a life uh, no entropy one. You know, let's go entropy two. Yeah. So we definitely got an artifact of two. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, Aurelio. Syndicate? So Syndicate, I could see, um, definitely. Um, I could see also, um, you know, if, if you go with the traditions kind of uh, basis, um, I would want to say something along the lines of like, maybe a cult of ecstasy yeah. um, or just euthanatos uh, which i i like the idea of expanding euthanatos to you know there's but it's interesting these guys are all mechanics they're you know this is definitely well, it's, a, chop, it's a chop shop, shop. that's so. why i'm thinking syndicate is chop shop um he would be super low level uh just real quick the he's on a bus with a bloody shirt i'm gonna give him an arcane rating uh probably two Oh yeah, arcane. That, yeah, uh, I would say. An is arcane. that a background? That's a background. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna throw arcane on there. Arcane of two. Just trying to think of what tradition mage would uh, would own a, sh a chop shop. Uh, yeah, that's hard because son of ether is kind of the obvious one, but why? Uh, I mean, I could see a son of ether. I mean, a son of ether. Usually, you think of more of a a uh, old style kind of stuff, but I think that the sons of ether could could be, you know, into hot rodding and uh, creating different, well, you know, chopping apart cars and putting. Yeah, but a chop shop is all about stealing cars and chopping them up to sell them. I am probably wrong about that for some reason. I mean, I think uh, that that's definitely a huge part of it. Um, and I mean, I, I, I believe you're right, at least in, for the most part, there might be some, some other stuff here. But a chop shop, uh, I, don't, I don't think that necessarily, like anybody could have reasons for wanting to, to make money. Like, I guess you could put you could put these guys as yeah. anybody could own necessarily a chop shop. I don't think it would um, yeah. hinder you. Uh, so, so right there where Aurelio puts the gun to his head that i i kind of take that as an indication that he is 
very much not afraid of death. And there is a good reason for that. Uh, so rather than wait until we see the gold coins, I am going to explain the next part of my theory. Uh, the society that John Wick is part of knows that there is an existence after death. Uh, if, if you're not familiar with the, the Wraith uh, game line, uh, people of relatively high uh, emotion and passion uh, exist in an afterworld and sometimes you bring stuff with you I think that the the people in this society who have the gold coins have committed to some sort of ritual that ties those coins to them those coins transfer with them into the afterlife and those coins are in fact the currency of the afterlife called Obeli uh, and there's I'll point it out when it happens. There's a line near the end of the movie that really, really ties the whole theory together. Uh, but anyway, uh, so we just met, I think that was Vigo. Yep. And yeah, so he's like, why did, why did you, why'd you hit my son? And then he tells them, oh, he killed, killed John Wick's dog and stole his car. It's like, well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're, they're very much painting the picture of, John Wick is feared. And apparently only this guy's kid didn't know who he was. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, apparently this guy and and I think this this other dude that he's talking to right now is like assistant dude that has no clue who John Wick is either. Uh he doesn't. But I'm gonna say this guy is almost certainly syndicate. See, I, I still, right, I, I still think you could put all of this into the the Euthanatos. Like he would, he would be a Euthanatos, or would he just be a mortal in that theory? Um, I could still see him being part of the Euthanatos. Uh, yeah, I mean, Euthanatos, they do the entropy sphere. Entropy is uh, decay, but it it is also probabilities. Well, it's also their, I mean, they're a death cult to a certain degree. And this guy has built his entire empire off of death. Um, you know, it's like, it's, yeah, it's the different interpretations of like, uh, because a lot of people, when they think of the Euthanatos, immediately think, oh, you know, uh, you know, an assassin, um, you know, which is, is good. But then there's, you know, some even kind of go like, oh, you could do like a, a more, uh, person in, in the moratorium stuff like that um but i feel like they you could like expand it out to just people that you know use death as like a massive uh you know amount you know especially when you get farther away from what the tradition really is as you get further um into the the avatar storm yeah He's hitting a kid. Uh, this guy does not believe in uh, the timeout. Um, yeah. In terms of things that might be like World of Darkness adjacent here, I, I was always wondering about the cigarette that he's uh, smoking and wondering if that is some sort of uh, focus 
yes, I would say that 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 could be a good little focus. Um, yeah, I don't know what he's doing, but there's not, not much else going on in the scene. <laughs> That's true. All right, so here's the scene. John Wick with his sledgehammer. Yeah, oh, and he also tells he tells the story too. Oh yeah, so yeah, this is where he's you know he was once he was an assassin. We called him Baba Yaga. Yeah, the boogeyman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. This is where so, um, normally he doesn't display a lot of feats of great strength. Um, I feel like this is where he displays a feat of, of great strength that normally, I don't think a normal person would be able to do what he's doing right now. And I would de definitely put his strength up to at least four for what he's doing right now. Really? Like smashing the... the like. I mean, the, I would think three, but... I don't know, man. That's not just well, a hey, little you, bit above strength. Let's let's err on the side of higher. Um, uh, anyway, so uh, so when he's explaining the whole Baba Yaga thing, uh, it kind of reminds me of when when we talked to Terry Robinson and we briefly talked about John Wick. Uh, his immediate thing was he called. John Wick, a neo-pagan. Uh, and the idea of a neo-pagan, uh, according to his explanation, go back and watch uh, that episode, dear listeners, if you want a better explanation. Uh, it's the idea of you embody an archetype in order to gain the theoretical powers of the archetype. Uh, so, so by invoking Baba Yaga, and people believing that he is the boogeyman, he can embody that uh, that meta narrative of that theoretical creature, and people believe it. Oh, I like it. I like that a lot. Um, and I like, and it kind of gives like also to. Uh, I think I feel like John Wick before he just smashed open that. Um, in the in the world of darkness gameplay terms, I feel like after he smashed open this thing and got his guns and his stuff back out, that's when he got powered back up. Before that, actually, is the only reason why this kid was able to go and kill his dog and basically get him to the point where he could have easily just been killed. But now he's he's done a ritual to bring himself back up to full power. Um, and yeah. I would say before that, he definitely, you know, was weakened um, for not having access to these these items at the very least. Yeah. Uh, see, I, I love this part. There is there's a separate phone network that all the people in this secret society are on. I think, unless that's just his house phone, which would be weird. <laughs> Interesting. Um, that's. Uh... I feel like there is like the, the when they put out the hits and stuff like that, and you get to see all the lady, you know, or all the like crazy, you know, phone calls that are being made and stuff. I, I feel like there is some kind of hidden correspondence network that was created. Uh, yeah. Actually, let's let's give them a correspondence of one for no particular reason. 
Yeah, well, that sounds good. He answered a phone. He answered a um, phone. He knows how to answer phones. Uh, <laughs> so when Vigo opened his safe, there were a multitude of gold coins in there. So there's kind of this indication, uh, according to my theory, that he is also part of that uh, that wraith-based uh, theory. Uh, but it, it could also work for the the Euthanatos theory. Yeah, I like I like the idea that it's it's uh, very similar, and they might even have a crossover with that. Um, you know, with interacting with Wraith regarding these coins, I like that the idea that they're actually Oba or what is it? Um, Oba. Oba. A single one would be called an Obelus. Obelus. So I really like the idea that they're an Obelus. And um, I I would also and, say that they would also be translated over into Tass as well um, in in Mage. Um, yeah. So uh, so a few seconds ago, uh, they showed the scene where John Wick is in the shower, and they show his tattoos. Uh, I have done some reading on what the tattoos might mean. The the main words are theoretically fortune favors the bold, uh, but there is an interpretation that it is an invocation of a specific goddess called Fortuna. Uh, so that would be like a uh, some kind of uh, intrepid actually... ritual, possibly. Um, yeah. Um, I, I would say that... Trophy if... of, of two. Yeah. Or we already do. Uh, I'm going to give them three. I uh, I think in some traditions tattoos can be seen as uh, giving uh, certain magical benefits. I'm not sure where I would put those tattoos, other than you know possibly. Actually, could, based on based on my theory, uh, there there is. A, I would say that it would make him lucky, like that. It's all about fortune and good luck. Um, and oh, so maybe like a uh, trophy of like three effect where it's like it's that's why he he didn't get killed by the kid. That's the reason why he's you know he's he's extremely lucky, but also has extremely bad luck that comes to him probably as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it could be a long term entropic effect. Uh, it it could also be the the representation of the ceiling of a deal. Uh, there's, there's actually in the book, the quick and the dead, there is, uh, a group called the Orphic circle and they specifically, this, this is what my theory is based off of actually is the Orphic circle. And they have, uh, a procedure or not a procedure, but a ritual called the oath of secrecy where they literally cannot talk to outsiders about the Orphic Circle. Uh, hmm. And in fact, yeah, I mean, John Wick never really interacts with people outside other than his wife. That was it. Police officer. Um, you know. No, no, the police officer is part of it. Remember? Yeah, I guess. I guess we're about can... to see it. Well, yeah, I, I, that's, but I mean, maybe he's not a part of it and he just is like a contact of, of uh, John Wick's. We, we don't get anything. He doesn't give him a coin or anything. He doesn't interact yeah. with him like he does with oh. a lot of the other people. I am completely ignoring the fight that's going on. Uh, 
the the struggle with the knife. Uh, is that a strength versus? Um, yeah, I would say this is a bunch of strength rolls that are happening here. Um, so I definitely gave him a firearms of five. Uh, you know, just for his displays here. Um, his definitely. Uh, not that. Uh, definitely not have like a martial four. arts of five and melee of at least four. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was cool. Um, yeah, so this is the part where he knows the cop. He took a lot of hits too. I'm going to give him at least a stamina of three. See, I would, I would pull back on the strength and give him a stamina of five. Yeah, I am going to. I think I, well, the, I I want to keep his strength at four just because I think that that's a, I I really think you're you're putting too much onto the hammer and not enough onto like I'm pretty sure that if uh, you know the actor um why can't i think of his name right now keanu reeves keanu reeves if keanu reeves tried swinging that uh um the the item that smashes the, the uh the sledgehammer the sledgehammer thank you um so this it, computer stop um so this I, I think that sledgehammer in in the hands of most other people wouldn't smash apart that um, concrete floor like that. Okay. All right. So uh, just as a, a matter of course, even though it's not really being shown, let's give John Wick a charisma of three. I oh think. yeah, absolutely. At least three, if not uh, not more. And actually, you know what? I'm I'm going to say he's not too manipulative. He's very straightforward. Pretty straightforward, yep. And I'm going to say we'll his appearance is going to be four at least. You know, we can say that pretty, pretty solidly. Hey, I'm I'm a straight man, but Keanu Reeves is beautiful. I agree. I, I'll admit it. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if I want to commit on mental stats yet. So one thing that I found interesting, so I, I, I'm not sure if I missed it or not. I don't think that he calls these people. Like, we don't see an on-screen... Him oh no, he he just did that. People. He it was just a few minutes ago. He he called. Oh, he did call. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They didn't just show up. He oh, called he the Continental or or the the Society. Okay, so I did I did miss that. Yeah. Uh. So now here's an interesting thing to bring up. Uh, because I don't think it's happened yet i think he's about to do it but vigo is about to yeah he's gonna put a contract out one of the things that i've always like had a bit of a problem with why didn't he offer the gold coins i was about to think the same thing like why yeah why the, the gold the, coins weren't involved in the contracts and just money was involved in contracts yeah and it turns out if if you i'm pretty sure that the gold coins only work inside the society for favors and services. That makes sense. It's, yep. The, the assassins are not paid in gold coins 
ever, apparently, for murders. So, so what? Do, how do you get gold coins, though? Well, think about it. The the guy that just picked up the bodies. Oh, he gets gold. Got coins. paid gold coins. Yeah. So you uh, do stuff for the society. So do you think on top of uh, money, you would automatically get like when you do kills for the society, you would get you know a specific amount of yeah. See, I don't think gold so. Coins as well. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Well, how do how all... do assassins get gold coins then? Uh, you do favors for people. But what I mean, like, yeah, I, what do I you? Suppose... So I, I would say that there's just be like every kill you get at least one coin, you know, for for an assassin. You know, it's not necessarily that the coin goes up per, you know, how valuable the target is. That's all about money. But every death would get a, an assassin a coin. Yeah. Also, we just completely missed that scene. Uh, Marcus and Vigo talking, and uh, uh, Marcus. Just Marcus agreeing uh, to, to yeah, kill. Marcus agreeing to kill John Wick for $2 million, which was the contract price anyway. I right. Think. But I think he's giving him a, a heads up, like a, you know, early start kind of thing. Because if it was, he said, is it going to be, you know, exclusive? And he said, no. But if it was open, he would have already known about it, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, so I did read an article that was kind of interesting that uh, in a scene that's kind of coming up, uh, it's going to be a big deal with it, but the, the color schemes. So John Wick is generally blues and greens. Vigo and the bad guys are generally reds. And that Marcus character uh, and John Wick's wife uh, are generally white and gold. Uh, and in fact, if, if you know about that, the, be the beginning of the movie gets a little more stark because everything is very gray. Uh, and John Wick doesn't transition into blues uh, fully until, you know, around now. Now, I'm not sure what that has to do with Mage. I just wanted to show off that I read an article. Uh, I like it, though. I think that that, that could be aura indications, resonance uh, displays. Yeah. Um, there was another article that talked about John Wick's cars. Now, I'm not sure if... I, I would put the car as a focus, uh, as kind of an extension of John Wick's, uh, you know, magical abilities. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, he, he uses it as such in certain parts. Um, but it doesn't seem to matter what car. Uh, it just needs to be a car. Now, Perkins is just another assassin. Uh, now, uh, this character, the, the guy at the hotel, he's never named in the movie. Do you know what he is credited as in the end? No, what is he? Charon. You know, the ferryman. Wow. Charon. Yeah. So the leader of the the Wraith world, actually, um, would Wraith the Oblivion. 
Uh, yeah, technically, although he's not even around ever because he disappears. Yes, a but long he time before not a long time actually. It was in like the sixties or something like that, and there are rumors that he's still oh. around. Um, and and doing stuff on Earth, and it's interesting that he's never. They they credit him with that, and now in the subsequent movies, do we ever find out more? Um... Oh, he's just a badass gunfighter. I mean, I do remember, like in the later series, there is some stuff. But do they ever say his name? Uh, I think they might. Yeah. Um. Man, I tried to look up the symbolism of those those shields that just uh, went by, and I could not find anything. Um, I do like the the subtle homage to uh, to Goodfellas entering the club through uh, like backdoor means. Although, if like from our perspective, he's going into this place, and again, he has to use the gold coin. So, like running this club would be a way to get them. Does everybody come in through this door? Is there just like... Anyway. That actually doesn't matter. No, I, I, I would um, see the... I would see how a lot of people and how the economy works once... The only ones that I would say that the... it just You'd have to give them for killing people as assassins because I, don't, I just feel like they wouldn't be like, well, okay, I'll go set up a shop, you know, that allows me to or a bar that you have to come in and give me gold coin. You know, like, they're not going to do any of that shit. They're just going to kill people. Yeah. But I love uh, the economy thing, because it works perfect. Yeah, there's a whole economy of what you could do with these gold coins in this society. Yeah. Anyway, so John Wick just looked around to the room, so I'm going to give him a perception score of three. And he seems pretty, you know... um you know, I would say fairly above in, uh, intelligence, uh, you know, fairly witty. So I'd say three in, in wits and yeah. intelligence. All right. So so this character, I can't remember his name, um, but he's the guy that, that runs the hotel, theoretically. Um, and And is obviously a very important part of this underground society of assassins and crime and gold coins. In my theory, this guy has a huge pile of gold coins. And eventually, when he dies, he is going to be so rich in the afterlife. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I agree. Like, he set himself up so that the afterlife is perfect for him. Yeah. Uh, and in case I haven't uh, established that before, that's the point, is... These people have figured out that there is an afterlife. That somehow Oboli are coming across the shroud, and people are fighting over them essentially. And this this entire system has grown up around that. Uh, oh, see, that's an interesting one. Okay, so so this is one of the big rules of the Continental: can't conduct business on the grounds, right? I would yep. argue that the entire building is enchanted, not to prevent people, but to mark people, so that they like they glow with some sort of uh, resonance. You know, if they break the rules. 
So we do kind of see somebody break the rules. Well, Possibly later in coming the up. Um, so we'll see what if we can find, kind of see anything that's cool like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I would I would imagine in the world of darkness, you definitely want to have some kind of way of enforcing that. Um, you know, maybe not with, you know, like you said, deadly force or you know, like hurting somebody or but marking them is a really easy thing to do. Yeah, and and theoretically, most of the people in the society who are dealing with the gold coins have at least a dot in awareness, right? I would I would argue. Yeah, so let's let's okay. give him a, a dot in awareness at least. Well, I mean, we're we're making him a mage. I, I think he can get three. Yeah, he's John Wick. Oh no! So he he just uh, so that was the clue to where Yosef was, and he's at the Red Circle, um, which is a club. All right. So based on what I've previously said, this is John Wick covering himself in foci. Uh, I'm still putting him in uh, a technocratic paradigm. Uh, but he could definitely be a euthanatos paradigm. Yeah, I think with the euthanatos paradigm, it still works. It's, he, I, I would see that as a whole ritual that he's doing right there. Yeah, maybe to uh, pump up certain stats. Yeah, pump up stats... Um get himself uh lucky so you know more luck magic um, oh yeah definitely yeah um now in my original notes i put this place down as a cult of ecstasy shantry based on yeah. what we know i'm not sure it's actually that but uh no, I, I like that. That that would be a cult of ecstasy chantry. I could see. Yeah, I I, I would definitely say more. It, it's more syndicate. Like it's just it's made to suck money out of people. Um. Yeah, it is. I mean. I like I like portraying the syndicate as a bunch of pieces of shit. So I could definitely <laughs> see this place as being a syndicate stronghold. Yeah, and in fact, you know, my theory does not necessarily uh, go against the idea that the syndicate is in control of that society. It could be a part of the syndicate that found out about you know just another currency that's out there, and they so they want to uh, accrue it. Uh, and it's just now they figure out there's a way to tie the the obelie to your your soul so it comes over with you when you die, you know something like that. If anybody could figure out how to bring money to the afterlife, it would be or money from the afterlife <laughs> to here, it would be the syndicate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so so one of my theories is that John Wick can't hurt people that aren't armed or trying to cause him harm. 
and that's why he doesn't doesn't kill Francis. Other than you know the they obviously have some sort of uh, history. Oh, that's right. Um, contacts. Oh yeah, contacts and allies. I would say. Um, I was going to say the police officer would be like a contact as well or an ally. Yeah, uh, Marcus would be one. Well, uh, Marcus would be an ally, I think. Yeah, throw that in there. So we'll put uh, Aurelia would probably be an ally too. So we'll put two. All right. So so these are some pretty straightforward, you know, uh, melee roles. I think. Um, he could definitely be using uh, some magic to, you know, speed up. Ooh, possibly a mind effect for intimidation. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put his intimidation at four. Um, oh yeah, and I think that yeah we could we could at least say he's got like a mind of two. Yeah. Yeah. So enhanced intimidation. Uh, let's see here. All right. In preparation for this fight, I am going to put his time spirit to uh because because he definitely has you know an effect that he does all the time which is haste yeah i would say he definitely has a little little haste running all the time oh that's a time three effect actually let me throw that up to three now, this is not to say that he can do all the other things that time three does, um, per se. Um, it's still got to be within his paradigm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where it's a normal... Oh, uh, him looking into the eyes of a man as he kills him. Willpower. Uh, oh, but yeah, yeah, it's a thing he does. It's, it's a thing he does as a matter of course. Uh... He is constantly getting a couple extra simple actions every round in his paradigm. <laughs> and, you know, you, you watch this fight, and he's definitely not, like, uh, superhero level just throwing people against the wall. But Yeah, he's not supernatural. He's not... Uh... He's not doing anything, you know, he's not breaking any vulgar. I don't I think he's keeping everything within realistic movie parameters. Yeah. But I feel like no, I he think... I do feel like he does have a bunch of like shit that like his luck, he's really really lucky, but he's also really really unlucky. Like his one target that he has here, like is just like flauntingly getting away from him. Yeah, like the well, dude, so out of nowhere just jumps up out of the water to stop him from. It's like what the fuck. So now in the world of darkness, if if we think of the you know the other characters involved, you know they could have uh, some sort of warding spell on Yosef, uh, kind of similar to what just happened right there. You know the guy shoots at Wick as he's running, and you can see the glass shatter just 
you know, behind him. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened to Yosef. Yosef might have, you know, an entropic ward. Mm-hmm. Uh, possibly, mm-hmm. maybe that's uh, the spell that his father cast on him when he punched him in the gut earlier. Right. He's like, here, I need to uh, protect you from John Wick. Thunk. Tough love, man. Tough uh, love. So now, this is art- this is some crazy shit. Like, people are dying all around, even with the silencers and stuff like that. I I I uh, feel like that that's that is a mind effect that he's doing. That's like allowing him to you know basically shoot people without really anybody reacting too much. Like now people are starting yeah, to react. It- yeah, on the dance floor, it's it's kind of a coincidental effect. It's as long as you're not paying attention to it, it's not something that's happening. Uh, but that was only on the dance floor. Um, yeah, no, obviously, it, I I was actually thinking at one point of like doing a second by second like breakdown of all of the combat actions that John Wick does and it would take me like a week to do this scene he is he's literally killed like 50 dudes in the past two minutes yeah his his uh his killing here and fighting here is just uh it's in order to like try and explain in words it would take you like forever just to yeah <laughs> break down the, that one combat scene yeah, but the main thing is that John Wick is using probably time effects, entropy effects, and just really good uh, uh, Dex firearms rolls. Uh, he just had to do a soak roll, uh, but that would come from his his soak roll would come from his armor, which we did see he had armor on. So yes, yeah. Um. Oh, and John Wick not being noticed uh, on the dance floor is a little bit to the arcane. Yes. Uh, yep. Uh, actually, I'll just explain that real quick. Arcane is a thing that mages can have that basically make them forgettable by uh, the, the sleeper population. All right, let's see. What is what is wrestling? Is that uh, brawl? That would be brawl. So, yeah, I would say he's got at least like a three or four in brawl. Yeah, I'm going to say four, because he did some interesting uh, arm locks and rolls earlier. That uh, Although, would that be martial arts? Well, I mean, you could say that some jiu-jitsu, um, I'm sure there's a, b- a bunch of martial art experts out there that could probably school us and um, all the writers that wrote uh, John Wick on what uh, real... Uh, that part where he hits the floor. Oh. That right there is a oh. solid soak roll. I like. I I I think the stamina yeah. five on him is is solid. Like that guy can take a hit and just keep on going. <laughs> Victor's dead. Everyone's got a price. Yeah, that's uh.
All right, so yeah, so he's comes back in. I like how they just uh, interact with each other. Like everything's perfectly fine. The, the bullets, wound, and blood is is fine. Oh yeah. Well, I mean they've uh, they've established that uh, this place uh, has dealt with this. Uh, now, Karen just suggested. Uh, may I suggest a drink, bourbon, perhaps? Uh, I'm gonna say that bourbon is enchanted in some way. Absolutely. Uh, possibly possibly some sort of thing. Uh, now this doctor in the world of darkness, what's your speculation? So um, I, I, if, if we were going to go with the, um, tra or the traditions, I would say possibly um, Akashic or um, still Euthanatos, um, but I could also see him being a progenitor. If we're gonna go technocratic, yeah, I, I, I'm leaning towards progenitor because uh, he's uh, the the pills that he offers are, you know, very much like what a progenitor would make for you know temporary bonuses, uh, and it's very much in the paradigm of the technocracy. Um, all right, so now we're seeing Marcus setting up, uh, and and we know that he's just across the street from John Wick's room. Uh, he's putting together a nice big gun. We'll do the stats on the guns in, a, in future episodes, but I'm not getting into that. Do you have a bunch of notes on the guns? I do not. I'm oh. not, not going to go that deep. So I, I now, like this is to make us think that, you know, he's getting ready to, to break the rules. Kill him. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so now that, that shot that just went off, first of all, that guy has like fives and everything for shooting. Um, but I'm going to say there was just a little twinge of magic to get John to wake up and uh, like give him a bonus to perception or something. All right. Yeah, we could we could uh, have a little bit more perception, but I think yeah, I I kind of um... now right. how do grappling rules work? <laughs> grappling this rules. All brawl? Yeah, it would be brawl and and dexterity and strength based rules. But we definitely see some jujitsu, you know, martial arts kind of going on here. <laughs> yeah one of, one of the interesting things about this scene in, in terms of world building is it has to be exceptionally rare for an attack to happen in the continental since it is so you know very against the rules i i think they they kind of have established that the uh perkins character is a relatively She's relatively new. I feel like that uh, her her kind of thing is that if she got four million, she would be able to get the fuck out of the business and you know, not deal with any of this anymore and hide from from everybody, even if she broke the rules. But I feel like she, even if she had succeeded here, I feel like they you would have like a scene where she would just get shot, you know, some at some other point. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. 
Like, the Continental would have to put out a huge... Like, they'd have to make an example, you know? Like, if somebody got away well, with it... You know, not, not to spoil it for those people who are watching along with us, but uh, the Continental t- took care of her, you know, later in the story. Mm-hmm. And they did it in-house. Uh, so there, uh, I, I've always felt like there there is a separation kind of between the world of assassins and the world of the gold coins. It's they're very close to each other, but there I feel like there is a separation. Oh yeah, I feel like every everybody that's dealing with the gold coins for the majority of them are not assassins in any way, shape, or form. Um, that they're getting it through other means other than assassination. Um, but I feel like. The gold coins are uh, related to death, um, just like you said that they're obelai and stuff, which makes makes them this like one obelai is is a soul um, of yeah. of another person. So it that's I don't right. know if they would get like a gold coin though per like. Hmm. All right. Uh, so the thing that just happened, he just forced her to tell him where, uh, you know, at least about Vigo. <laughs> and he knows this guy too. Um, but I think fears that we've got here already explain that effect. I was going to put that mind in entropy. Uh, possibly affecting an intimidation role. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Now, the fact that John Wick, you know, just spent one of his gold coins to basically save that girl's life, at least for the time being, I'm going to argue that's a a willpower uh, regain. Interesting. Showing mercy, you think? Uh. Yeah, there's there's a certain disregard for morality in this world. And I think they kind of hint at it that John Wick wasn't entirely comfortable with it. Yeah, I agree. I like I like how the old lady doesn't do anything when he shoots up everybody. <laughs> she shoots yeah. priests. The old lady just sits there, she's like, "Yep." Well, if you think about it in context, she literally gets paid money to sit there during the day so that it maintains the illusion of the place. Oh, at least in you think you think that this whole that the whole front completely like that there is no nobody. Well, I mean, everybody else in the church was an agent with a gun. You think that was actually a, just a little old lady who went to church? Hmm. I mean, that's what I kind. Of, that's kind of how I took it. Was that she was the reason why he didn't do anything to her is because she wasn't involved in in any of this. But then you are. I mean, he doesn't do anything to these ladies here, so uh, who are definitely involved. But um, I feel like maybe that she might have been just a normal everyday person Ooh. that just comes to to church. And... I did not notice that before. There was a suitcase full of gold coins. Yes. Yep, and you can kind of see it over in the left there. Yep. Oh man! Now those those would not be destroyed in the fire. So, if my um, theory is correct, they would only I, get mildly it could be, melted. Otherwise, could be magical fire that he's. He's getting there. Ooh, interesting. Uh, 
what spheres would you need to put into that? So that would be a forces uh, type thing. So I would I would say at least mm-hmm. a forces of two, um, and maybe even a spirit um, to destroy Ovali. Um, I would say that's like yeah, at least a, a spirit of two. Uh, I'm going to say Obelai have a significant amount of primal energy in there, so I'm going to say prime two. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of interesting that we have not found a justification for a life sphere yet. He doesn't really heal himself. Uh, he, he finds other people to heal him. Um, yeah. Finding just... weaknesses in people is, is an entropy type thing, so you don't need to know life magic. Okay, so now she just dislocated her thumb, which I would argue is low-level life magic. Uh, not necessary. Like, there are people that can do that, but in the spirit of the, you know, the concept of this, she has life one or two. Oh, I'm so pissed off that he dies. Uh, yeah, I would have loved to see him in uh, future iterations. Oh, if my theory is correct, we might. You know, across the shroud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that that would be the best, like, 10 or 20 years from now, uh, like a reboot of John Wick, where it's like, oh, it turns out all these people uh, accrued wealth for the afterlife. We've killed off all the characters, but now there's conflicts in the afterlife. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a bunch of gunfighting going on right now, definitely. Um, you know, he's... I don't think there's any specific skills that we're... We did miss stealth. I think he's displayed a lot of stealth at some point. Um so I'm definitely going to put his stealth up to, like, four. Um. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing for me here is that the reason he did the burning at the church was to get Vigo and all of his guys here. He was ready for them, right? I yep. think the gunplay is kind of secondary to what's actually happening. There's, like, there's a kind of a battle of wills and magical energy happening there. We only see the gunplay. And it was uh, the guy that hits him with the car, I think, who uh, bypassed his protections there. Um, yeah, I okay. like that. I, would, I do find it interesting how they, they keep him alive up to this point. Um, you know, that it's not just a execute him, you know, right then and there where he's unconscious. Uh, but they have to do the the evil monologue. Uh, yeah, there's there's very much, uh, you know, the trope was perfectly explained in that the Austin Powers movie, where he's like, "We can just go shoot him right now in the head. I have a gun right here." Uh, it's like, why doesn't he just kill John Wick at the end of this? He leaves his guys to do it. But how can you explain that through the world of darkness? Uh, perhaps Vigo has a... Uh, there's something with him taking life directly or being in the presence of an assassination that he uh, 
orders that uh like like what if that increases your death resonance too much hmm yeah that could be i like that um i was also thinking that he might he might owe john a boon of some sorts that is not necessarily it's already tied up in that he can't he can't physically kill him but he could order somebody else to do it type thing yeah i mean in terms of it's a movie you know john wick <laughs> get out of it but that's not what we're doing here well i think though that at any time he could have still been in saved in the movie um because what's his name you know has been has been watching and and help and was preparing for when they were going to kill him to stop that just yeah. seeing if if, oh. if 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 is so now he does say that he is just lucky he guesses that yeah. they talk about a lot about luck in this uh which is why i like him as a euthanatos uh mage it's just all this like concept of fate and luck and how these two are tied to each other Yeah, I, th I think the only uh, the only thing with my theory that points away from Euthanatos is they don't know they're part of a tradition. Uh, oh, that that's that's the line. That's why God took your wife. That's why the universe took your wife, because it this this resonance of what you have done follows you. Uh. <laughs> In my theory, there are sentient individuals just across the shroud doing this to him. Uh, but you could uh, you could say that it's more of a philosophical thing, a more resonance based thing. Um, I could also see it as like um, maybe it's not even just an organization uh, doing things to him. Um, it could just be the wraith that he creates, you know, are haunting him and cause these things to happen to him as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think in my conception of it, uh, there's kind of a war going on across the Shroud. You know, there's... And and theoretically, his wife might have become a wraith. She might be on the other side being used not as a pawn, but possibly even a player. Oh, that's interesting. I like that. Uh, I like that take on it. Yeah. Although, based on everything we know about her, she probably wouldn't end up in uh, Shadowlands. Um, she does have a lot of passion, I would say, still. Um, I would say she had a passion for John. John still being alive. Oh, yeah, um, that's true. That's and it, true. Could, it could even be like her wraith was the one who sent the dog, that it wasn't her, actually. Um, oh, you know, it wasn't, I like that. You know, it was one of those uh, things to kind of keep him tied you know, to her and tied to the world. Yeah. All right. What, how do you do uh, suffocation? What role would that be? Stamina? I think that would be stamina. Yeah. I say we got, we got a good stamina role for him. Also, is he shooting through? Yeah. He is shooting through windows. You can't see through. Uh, so he definitely has either matter. Correspondence. Yeah. Yep. That Marcus, an insanely good assassin. Yeah, so many, so many sad things that happened in this movie. 
Hey, if my theory is correct and maybe one day I'll pitch it to a studio and be like, Hey, just so you know, <laughs> this is what really happened to John Wick. We can reboot this and bring all the old characters back. <laughs> oh, Do man. it as a black and white movie. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. John has to go back through and kill all of the people that he's already murdered. Yeah. The only problem actually, I was going to say the only problem is all the actors uh, are going to get older, but in the Wraith universe, you show up in the the Shadowlands as kind of an idealized version of yourself, right? Um, so, so, so there's some debate about that, I would say. I would say that it's not idealized version, um, as because that's more of what would happen if you went to um, the regular Umbra. I, f- I believe that uh, y- what you c- it's more of a representation of what you think you look like. Um, yeah. And, and no, it that's, could that's also, right. you could have like the wounds of your, your fate, you know, what happened to you when you died. Um, yeah. Now, uh, so I'm not sure if this is interesting, but uh, the, the last guy that John kills there, he strangles. And in fact, there's uh there's a certain kind of historically based uh, assassins that uh, they, they can't spill blood. So in theory, it, it could be seen as a, a sign of respect from, from John that he killed the guy rather than with a gun by, by strangling. Okay, uh, and I don't, yep. I don't know enough about that society of assassins to say anything else about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, John Wick is also just an awesome movie. Yeah, this is... I, I like how he terrifies him. I mean, this is, I think, the intimidation of four is pretty well uh, deserved here. He knows exactly what uh, what to do to intimidate you. Yeah. Because he's, he's used that, a lot of different tactics, I feel like. And this is just a straight-up intimidation, yes. It's not anything fancy, but still... I yeah, like... I was going to say he might be using spheres to to back up the intimidation, but not necessarily because this guy might have you know very similar, uh, you know, sphere powers. Uh, so it might not work on him. So yeah, that might be just a straight intimidation rule. Um. All right, so there's nothing supernatural going on here except for maybe the setting. Uh, the place that he's hiding out is just abandoned warehouse kind of style. They are playing video games, so there might be some virtual adepts that are hanging out here. <laughs> yeah, some digital web stuff. Uh, Vigo smoking a joint, uh, that uh, a ritual focus of some sort. Yep. You know, rather than in the movie, he's literally trying to mentally process that his son is about to get murdered. I do have to say this is uh, definitely really interesting shots here of uh, oh, there's like snipers everywhere. Like everything is just should be completely set up so that he's fucked when he comes in here. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, he definitely used correspondence on that one. Let's yep. throw correspondence up to two. Uh, 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can see. Uh, yeah, because he is. He's long shotting for sure beyond what. Yeah, and he's. I don't know much about gun stances, but he does not have that gun propped on anything. Like he is just holding it with his two hands. Yep. And the shots are ridiculous. Uh, I don't know when he was able to set up those bombs. Yeah, so I'm going to put his stealth up to five because even we didn't get to see that. that, So (laughs) apparently he can just get into the facility and out without even the viewer knowing what the fuck is going on. Dude, man, this kid is a fucking idiot. Although, you know who that is, right? That's Alfie Allen. He pl- uh, He's in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, he, he plays a dickless guy there, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's part of a redemption arc. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. This, you know, just, he's not redeeming uh, himself here. Yeah, as long as we're commenting on that... Uh, they did something very specific with that. The the characters who were, you know, very, very bad people on Game of Thrones, they intentionally cast actors that were extremely nice people in the real world. Because uh, they knew they were going to get, like, people shitting on them in the real world. Alfie Allen is apparently quite a, an awesome human being. Uh, anyway, so that guy just found out his kid died. Yeah, that's um, that's got to suck, man. Like this is he just long. the thing is is that not only not he's got to think at this point that it's it's so fucked right now for him because he could have done that at the very beginning, you know he could have just gave up his son, but he knew that he couldn't do that, so he lost his son, but not only did he lose his son, he lost his empire that he built, you know. Yeah. Well, he was he was under the impression that he might be able to defeat John Wick, and he wasn't. He was not able to defeat John Wick. And that's literally the the talk that he gave to his son at the beginning of the movie. We sent John Wick to do an impossible task, and he succeeded. In fact, you could argue that Vigo's belief in John Wick had something to do with John Wick being able to defeat him. Well, I like that, that it feeds into his Baba Yaga you know, it's the reason why he gave up his son, you know, is why, um, you know, it's it, because I feel like at that point he could have just sacrificed himself for his son. And I almost feel like his character, because he's almost already done that, right? Uh, he just, the only thing he got out with out, out of this is his life. So in the movie, I feel like that kind of portrays him as being a, a very selfish individual, um, but I also could see it um, being changed around a little bit by saying in the world of darkness kind of point of view that it was the Baba Yaga um, intimidation, you know, that just like made him say where it was, you know, like he, it wasn't that he wouldn't, he would have probably given his life to save his son, I feel. Yeah. And that's the reason why he gets so pissed at this point is like, okay, now I am going to go kill fucking John Wick. Like, that's it. Now I am. I am the enemy of John Wick now, instead of letting it all go at that point. Yeah. Now, now in that scene that just happened, uh, you know, Marcus and John are talking to each other, and you see that the girl Perkins uh, was watching them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna argue that 
their perceptions should be a little bit lower for that, but she might have had some some sort of warding on. Oh, I'm uh, I'm gonna go with she is she's definitely warded and this is uh now this is interesting though because I feel like he this is almost like he's just he fully expected this was going to happen. Uh actually yeah. And in fact, according to my theory, he's totally fine with it. Right. He's, he's got set a up pile there. of fucking mobile ready to go. He's he's ready to jump over to the next stage. Now this does that that is a little bit of a face of a surprise, but uh I feel like I still feel like it was something that was known. The the thing that I do find interesting though is that Vigo, after the fact, chooses to carry out revenge. It I mean he does say it's Marcus betraying him, but it's obviously meant to it's meant to affect John Wick more than than anything else. Well, so that's that's where I mean he now he knows you know now he's going to he knows he's by doing this he's going to turn John Wick on him and I, I, that's where I kind of go to I don't think that he gave up his son if you if you want to bring it into the world of darkness I would say he didn't give up his son willingly that he was forced um, magically to do that. Oh, interesting. So this is it's kind of like revenge against John for kind of beating him in a in a magical way, right? That well, and also just that now. I mean, like you know, you, not only did you beat me in a magical way, you killed my son. Like, there's no way that I'm going to stop coming after you. Like, man, that sucks. See, this is why I like my theory. Is like all the people that that die in this movie, like have a big old pile of gold that's gonna come with them to the afterlife, and the the allies of John Wick are waiting for them, because the war is on. I really like that. I do like how he goes out on his own terms here, but I I do like that going back to like how he doesn't kill people. He, he normally doesn't kill people, and I feel like, see, this is like a change, too, that happened. Um, so he doesn't usually kill people up by his own hands, but he was he was going to do it here, and he did do it, you know, at this point here. He, he put the guy down with his own hands, and he said, you know, he did mention how he doesn't do that, and that he was going to do that now. Um, and I yeah. feel like that's because this has been made extremely personal for him. Yeah. You know, there... Uh... In the world of darkness, uh, entropy magic, I believe, is how you cast Gios. Binding oath, possibly. Yeah. Entropy create a Gios, which is you know an unbreakable contract. It's possible that the reason Vigo doesn't kill people like on his own is because it's part of a deal that he made, possibly to you know, stay a part of the, uh, you know, the, the whole society. And, you know, he basically just in, in that theory broke that contract. There, there's not much in the movie that specifically suggests that, but I like that 
as uh, a kind of story arc for him. Where John Wick, oh, that would actually uh, tie into the idea that this has been orchestrated from the other side the entire time. Right. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So this, okay, so now she's, so she got a phone call from somebody. Uh, Charon, Charon. She was under the impression that the, uh, the Continental didn't know what she did. Ah, so in that, that goes down to there might have been some kind of magic, you know, letting them know. Yeah. That's, that's part of my theory that uh, she was marked by entropy magic. Now, of course, they pay the guy the four coins. Mm-hmm. Although that, that seems to be the most lucrative part of this society is <laughs> picking up bodies. I mean, still difficult, obviously. I'm sure he's got to pay, you know, his, his people as well. Yeah. <laughs> Can't tell you, but uh, certain someone is taken off in a helicopter. Well, see, see that kind of does indicate that Vigo broke some sort of part of some sort of agreement. Not necessarily the code. Not necessarily like something that was part of the continental um like he pissed off some people possibly across the shroud i'm sorry i just love my theory i like i like your theory as well i really do like the idea of of this being all tied in with the wraith world and it's all just about a war that's happening over in the wraith world uh and like a thing to kind of try and get you know, not only John Wick, but a bunch of other people. Yeah, it's it's part of some larger conflict that, uh, in theory, John Wick is just a pawn in. Uh, and I mean, it, especially if you just take it uh, from, you just use what we see in, in John Wick 1. Yeah. It, it would be interesting to kind of go back and, and speculate if there are any characters that are being puppeteered at any point. Because uh, there are some wraiths that can like take over people's bodies. And sometimes, you know, I read in one of those that there's a, there's a way you can make an agreement with a, a living human and they kind of let you take over their body in exchange for things. I'm kind of thinking the lawyer. Like, for whatever reason. <laughs> Mostly because he doesn't do much. No, I agree. I, I think the lawyer would be a really great, um, like, puppeteer kind of guy. Like, he yeah. seems to be kind of out of it most of the time, but then he kind of knows what the hell's going on and is helpful. Um, and I feel like maybe he's being puppeteered a, a bunch, you know? Yeah, it makes sense. Although, now that I'm realizing it, they never call him a lawyer. As far as I remember. <laughs> yeah, but I, no, I always, uh, I don't think I ever really got what he, who he was, like, other than, uh, but lawyer makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'm getting that from, uh, from the Godfather movies. Uh, he was referred to as the consigliere. He was like an advisor. Uh, and if I, I think what I'm getting from that is 
he was technically a lawyer and that's why he was around. Um, but anyway, so one of the things that they, they point out is that Vigo never drives a car in the movie until just later in this scene. Uh, and it has something to do with like John wick being able to like, uh, there there's agency involved with the driving of cars in this movie. Uh, which is why I considered it a, a focus earlier. Interesting. Uh, so what you're saying though, is that, uh, he wanted to take out his agency of driving a car, but he was that he might have been doing other stuff like other routes and magical. Yeah, the car is the focus. Um, and again, I'm not sure if John Wick has shot an unarmed person before, but you know, less than a minute after they gave that guy a gun, John Wick shot him. <laughs> like, <laughs> fine. Uh, otherwise. Oh yeah, so this is the first time Vigo's driven a car. Uh and and it's the first time he gets uh the leg up on on John Wick there. Uh let's see here. John Wick would have survived that fall anyways, it doesn't matter. All right. So Ooh, that guy uh, definitely has some stealth. Elf. or and correspondence he I got feel, pretty far that's I, I feel like that was magical right there like that's there's no way that he got all the way the fuck over there just by walking like that was I, I i'd almost make it coincidental but that fucker teleported so yeah no more guns no more bullets because he knows that john wick those are his foci for magic now it's now it's the test of just one man against another. <laughs> was that supposed to be an intimidation check? <laughs> oh. I think that that was an intimidation check. Um, I think John Wick uh, uh, succeeded on that intimidation check. <laughs> That's lots of punching rolls. Oh. We were professionals, civilized. <laughs> oh yes wow some good wrestling rolls right there good brawl I think we're good at yeah. what brawl is at though uh, honestly not sure what's happening in uh, in the magic spheres I feel like they're just countering each other like you know, just stopping any magic from happening. Like, well, that was a magic roll right there. Yeah. He, he let himself took, get stabbed, you know, and enhanced himself by doing so. Yeah, he took damage in order to overcome the, uh, the wards. Ah, uh, here it comes. The line. Because he's dying now, I'm fairly certain. Well, yeah. So we're we're at the point here where, you know, both of them are just sitting down, 
staring down at each other. Both of them are dying. They know both of them are bleeding yeah. out. Oh, uh, at the beginning of the movie, it's oh, be seeing you, Jen. That's the that's the line. <laughs> yeah, be seeing you because because he knows. Uh, anyway, so it's raining right now. Um, at, at the beginning of the movie, they they have like a radio announcer kind of doing a voiceover, and he says something about how like historic amounts of rain have just fallen and like or will fall in the next day. Uh, I th- I think that's supposed to be kind of like a some symbolistic thing about John Wick, you know, because because it's raining right now in this scene. But you kind of wonder if it's a magical effect. Mm-hmm. Um, it could it could just be high level uh, entropy. Uh, I don't know. I could see some forces and stuff kind of being involved in that, or yeah, forces. I want to say I was reading some of the spheres earlier. So yeah, this is where I think yeah. So he gets like a willpower point to kind of like get himself back up here. Possibly this is where you could maybe argue some some life magic, um, a, a life of two, I believe, um, to get you know some minor healing being done, enough to stop you know like the the. I mean. Oh yeah. He's not yeah, healing right. himself per se. We don't see anything until like he gets. Although this is like, where, where the fuck did he find this place? Like... Yeah, why? Why is there just a dog rescue? <laughs> I feel like uh, that's at least some entropy that's being fucking done here. <laughs> like... Or 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 he wasn't the one that drove the car here, huh? Mm. It was a wraith. Wraiths can take over machines. They can. Yeah. All right, I'm calling it. A wraith took over his car, drove him to the dog rescue, or whatever this is. It's not a rescue. This is like a lab where they do makeup testing or something. Uh, uh, John Wick. This is definitely a progenitor's lab. That's for sure. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. This is the progenitor lab doing and horrible doing things onto the dogs. So, what is this? Is does this? Do we get anything from that? I don't. We didn't get to see anything on that. There's a clipboard with a words and a. There was a stamp yeah. on him. The I I think the question here is why does he choose that dog? You know, maybe it, it was whimpering. I think. Um. Oh, uh, here's an interesting one that I I read that where he's walking right now. That's flashbacks. That's where his wife first collapses. Yes. Yep. I was. Uh, that's. So, it's yeah. an amazing detail. Um, why did he choose that dog? Uh, I think well, maybe I would think his himself. wife chose that dog. Yeah, that's right. That's what I think too. Awesome. We agree. We agree a hundred percent on that one. That's for sure. Yeah, I think that this was. Uh, this is cool. I like the. Uh little breakdown i mean we didn't get to see is there anything that like did he okay so we didn't see him do any art um he, he oh, seemed yeah. to have some empathy i believe um you know i'm gonna give him at least a two in empathy i don't i don't really feel like he i mean expression 
Yeah, I'm I'm fine. It's Keanu Reeves. You can leave expression at zero. Yeah, that's that's not. <laughs> He's an amazing person and a pretty good actor, but like, you know, uh, leadership. Um, I didn't see him really doing any leadership at all. Um, he definitely had some streetwise. I'm gonna say, you know, just in general, he seemed to be able to get around and talk to people. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not gonna say that much. Lying and he just he didn't really I don't know I didn't see him lie at all like yeah, he really didn't um all right uh, so skills crafts I'm I'm gonna say no no nah, I didn't see him make anything he didn't make bullets or anything yeah uh etiquette what is that just uh how, knowing uh, <laughs> knowing how to properly act I'd say he has at least a two in etiquette good with two um meditation i think the only thing that would point towards that is when he laid down on the bed right and before the shower the, scenes yeah. um the shower scenes yeah i'd say one or two yeah we can throw that at a we'll give him one melee good we didn't see him do any research yeah there's no research stealthy definitely as stealthy as fuck because we never see him do any stealth but he apparently can get all the all over the fucking place yeah we kind of uh, see some stealth, but not a lot. Um, but I'd say he still is extremely stealthy. Survival, I'd imagine he's he's got a lot of survival. Um, we don't get to really see it, but yeah. I would say... Uh, just the answer where he did the medical stuff on himself, I would say that's close enough. Yeah. Uh, technology, we don't see him really doing anything too crazy with technology. Um, yeah, no. It's all gun-based and martial arts and stuff like that. Um Academics uh, definitely doesn't have anything um, that I know. Nothing in in college uh, shots back. You know, never used a computer. No. Nope. Uh, uh, cosmology, I think no. No enigmas, no. No esoterica, no. no. Investigation, I would say we're gonna put a three at least for investigation. Uh, law. I'd say he Maybe. probably has like one in law. He probably knows like some of the basics. He knows a cop. He knows, he knows a, cop. a cop. You know, medicine. Uh, we did see a little bit of medicine use. Yeah, uh, a cult. Under my theory, that would probably be two or three. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that in in the world of darkness, I feel like John Wick would have some occult, even though we don't get to see any of it. Um, politics and science. I really we don't really get anything out of that. We know he knows at least Russian, possibly more. Um, so I think that's solid there. Um, I would and say then, an Arate of three is, is fine for him. Uh, willpower, I think, would be eight, um, give or take. I mean, I would put his willpower at ten, but that's yeah, just... Yeah, I would it's too. John. It's John Wick, so we're going to put yeah, the willpower at ten. Um, uh, um, so the, the two spheres that we left out that he never got a dot in was life and matter. Does uh, that... Does that sound right? Um, yeah, because I don't think he... We don't ever see him manipulating matter in any way, shape, or form or analyzing matter. Um, you know, correspondence would be for all looking through the walls and stuff like that. Um, in life, we I don't see him really healing, you know, besides the minor medical work that he does on himself. I would... I could argue for maybe a, a life of two, and it's just... Um, it allows him to, you know, like he can sustain himself longer. Like normal human probably would have died. Um, uh, yeah. 
So, yeah, should we put his life up to two just just to kind of explain away his ridiculous stamina? Yeah, yeah his, his ridiculous stamina, ridiculous healing um, ability, like ability to like last through, um, you know, bleeding out basically. Because I mean, he was dead. If you looked at like how much blood was coming out of him in that that last scene, he drove all the way to somewhere else and then bandaged himself up. I feel like. If, I mean, I'm not him. saying that he's like he went wah and it healed himself, but I'm saying like he just he she just put pressure on it and that was a you know and that was his quote unquote magical foci in order to get him to, yeah yeah you know patched right. up a little bit sweet yeah so I think that that's good there we've got the uh, uh, very end of the credits I think rolling here we got the Blue Rock Creative Incorporated. Yeah, I think we got. Like, left of of the movie file that we're currently watching yeah. uh i did have i did have one last uh thing from it's it's one of terry robinson's ideas and i'm probably going to butcher the idea but it's uh john wick is possibly a son of ether who has tapped into the subtle physics that rule an entity of this type so so interpreting his idea John Wick could theoretically be uh, a mage, a son of ether, who has essentially outfitted himself with some sort of superhero field generator. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I uh, kind of like the idea. It's. Uh, I just wanted to throw that out there because it it didn't fit into the rest of the commentary. Uh, but again, go back and listen to the, the Terry Robinson interview. And uh, his comments on John Wick are about 30 minutes in. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, the movie just ended for us. I, um, real quick, I just saw this. Um, and so we're going to wrap it up right after this. Um, but Eve Legion apparently was the gameplay footage that they were playing, um, which is a game that never got released. Um, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> and if it's the Eve Legion that I'm thinking of, I'm gonna have to go check it. Uh, go check around. But it, uh, Eve Online was making like a a, a spinoff um, of their Dust Five Fourteen setup, and I believe it was called Legion. Um, and so I think that that's what uh, that was. That it just I'm gonna have to go check that out a little bit more. But yeah, so thank you all for watching. I hope you enjoyed. Um, checking this out with us um hopefully you watch john wick with us if not uh hopefully you enjoyed uh our bantering on about it yeah uh and if you like movies of darkness uh contact us somewhere and let us know yeah give us some ideas on what you would like uh what movies would you like us to do and we will we we will schedule it out yeah this was fun awesome thanks a lot moto have a good one Frozen. I'll talk to you next time.